Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 244, entitled R is for Resources. It was published on Thursday the 26th of August 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and in a few moments I will be joined by my good friend David Wormsley so that we can have our bi-weekly or fortnightly chat about something to do with WordPress. You see, each week we do a podcast episode, it comes out on a Thursday and we alternate. One week I do an interview and then the following week I have a chat with David Wormsley. At the minute we're going through the A to Z of WordPress and we've reached the letter R and so next week you can expect an interview from a WordPress professional You never know, it might be to do with plugins, themes, hosting, the community. Who knows, you'll have to wait until next Thursday for that. If you would like to be kept up to date with all the content that we produce, the easiest way to do that is go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And over there, you'll be able to sign up to our newsletter and keep in touch with all of the content that we produce. There's also our YouTube channel, Twitter feed, and can I recommend our Facebook group of over 2,800 very polite WordPressers. It really is a very polite group. If, however, you want to try something a little bit different, head over to this URL. It's wpbuilds.social. I'm going to say that again, wpbuilds.social. That is a Mastodon instance. I'm trying it out. We've got about 40 people over there at the moment. It's a little bit on the quiet side, but if you'd like to warm up the conversation to do with WordPress and the WP Builds community in general, head over there and get yourself signed up. I will authorize your account as soon as I possibly can. A couple of other things. If you're in the market this week for something WordPressy, could be a theme, plugin, who knows, then we've got a deals page for you. I keep saying it's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, and that's because it is. Loads of coupon codes over there that never seem to go away. I would highly encourage that you bookmark that page, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals, and avail yourself of a significant amount off some products or services. And the last one, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to have your product or service, the thing that you're taking care of or building, if you'd like to put that in front of a WordPress specific audience, well, we can certainly help you with that. Go over to the page forward slash advertise and fill out the form and we'll get you on the site just as soon as we can. Speaking of which, somebody that's done that, AB split test. Do you want to set up your AB split tests in record time? Well, the new AB split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. You can use your existing pages and you can test anything against anything else. That could be buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor, aka Gutenberg. Check it out. Get a free demo. absplittest.com. Okie dokie, let's get into the main event, shall we? R is for resources. We're on to episode number 244. This is David Wormsley and I going through what 
transpires to be a really long list of all of the different things that we may use if we were building WordPress websites, all of the resources. We have to pay a huge debt of thanks to the people in our Facebook group. We mention them as we go through for suggesting some of the things that they are using. But this could be to do with graphics. It could be to do with hosting. It could be to do with support. It could be to do with anything, really. There's loads and loads going on in here. And hopefully some of the stuff that we mentioned you may never have come across before and you might be able to make use of it. As always, if you've got any thoughts, maybe we missed something out, stick something in the comments, go search for 244 on wpbuilds.com or stick something in the Facebook group. I hope that you enjoy the podcast. Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, the series where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today is R for resources, which is an episode which has caused us a lot of problems because we asked the WP Builds Facebook group members to tell us what their WordPress website making resources are and just got completely overwhelmed with the stuff that they provided us with. So... We've had what to have a, a nice bunch they are, eh? Yeah, I know. Clever as well. Yeah. Yeah, really <laughs> nice. So, yeah, for, I guess the first thing to say is thank you to anybody who contributed to that thread. M much yes. appreciated, yeah. Should, should I just read out a few names of the people? Yeah, there? why not? Da why not? Davinda Sinkarnth. I hope I said that right. Peter Ingersoll, Jane Breckner, Brenda Malone, David Cockin, Todd E. Jones, and Diane Kementes. Also, there was Lee Jackson in there, but he's not going to get a mention. No promotion for him for offering to tickle us. <laughs> <laughs> Our question okay. was, we'd right. be, when asking the question, we said we'd be tickled pink. Oh, okay. okay. To provide yeah. it. Yeah, so he offered just to tickle us. So. Very good. Uh, Anyways, look, really big thanks to them because really we were wondering what's going to happen when we finished our series here. When we get to Z, where do we go from there? Do we just close up? But actually, they've just made us realize that we know so very little about the tools that are out there and about the approaches that there are to building sites. So this is going to be, their work is going to be the basis of the next series, isn't it? Where we're yeah, to... which is a really, really cool, unexpected consequence of you posting that thread. That's really, really great. Yeah, so yeah. So we just mentioned quickly what we're going to do for that. Well, we're still a way off, but why not? Yeah. Why okay. Not? Well, just in the, the the basic idea is now that we're going to challenge ourselves. We've been building websites for a long time and we think we know stuff and we know our limitations. We've always talked about those, but also we're probably stuck in our way. So what we're going to try and do is in the next series, we're going to start right from the beginning, right from the planning stages of making a site, getting our brief together, go through all of those processes, rethinking them again as if we know nothing, which is probably actually not difficult for us to imagine, yeah. Yeah, so it might be useful for anyone, you know, it's just rethinking how they do the processes because that's exactly what we're going to do, isn't it, with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, so it's, it's a really challenge. nice idea. Yeah, so kind of revisiting the whole, I think you might even have named, named it Boot Camp Challenge or something like that, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, yeah. Okay, so we need to talk about resources. So we'll make this one a quick one because we'll we'll just talk a little bit about the fact that there is so much online and whether that's a problem and whether there's still stuff that's missing. But you, you made a comment. There was something that someone shared with us. So this is Brenda Malone's one. There's a website, isn't there, called... Now, the address is 10015.io. So yep. how you say that is either 115, that's how I'm going to say it. But 
yeah, just you could probably turn this podcast off now, go there, and and that's your day gone. This is the most sublimely amazing website. I'd never heard of it. Um, I don't know if you had already, no. Dave, but never heard of it. And it describes itself as the best online tools, all tools you need in one box. And honestly, that's not really that much of an exaggeration. There is... There's a, a list of, I'm going to say about 40, maybe maybe more, maybe 50, I don't know, but tools to achieve almost anything that you might like to achieve in in the building process of your website. So, so for example, I don't know, there's a case converter if you want to do title case or lower case or something like that. There's a, there's a text to, to handwriting converter. There's an image cropper. There's an SVG pattern generator. There's a CSS background generator. And, and each time I'm saying one of these tools, I'm skipping about <laughs> 10. Basically, there's a tool for everything over at this website built for free, it would seem, by yep. a, a Turkish uh, gentleman. And I'm just going to try and find his name. He's called um, Fatih Telis, F-A-T-I-H-T-E-L-I-S. And he's done it as a side project. Honestly, this guy, his side project is probably more useful than most people's not side projects. Yeah, uh, it, it is stunning, isn't it, that one person could do this. I, um, we would just say we love the shot of him outside because we just think this guy could have never been outside if he's done all this work. That's right. There's no way that's a real picture of him in like <laughs> yes. in a jungle or whatever he is. Cause one he's of stuck his generators. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got a Chrome extension and a Firefox extension so that all of these tools are available without you actually having to come to the page. I haven't installed it, but I'm guessing it would literally just take you to the URL of the, of the tool in question. I don't know. Maybe it's more sophisticated than that but but imagine some task that you needed to do with css or images or what have you you can more or less bank on the fact that it's going to be in here so bravo to him what a resource yeah absolutely so i mean really all we learned from this is that there is an insane amount of free stuff or cheap stuff that we can get particularly with the kind of graphics images editing and inspiration type stuff that we might need to design our pages not necessarily just you know, specific to WordPress. So, I mean, we know about all the ma major kind of photo sharing things that there are out there with Creative Commons zero licenses on them, like Unsplash, and they've just grown. But you, you mentioned something about that. Um, that is, are they changing some of the licensing terms for some of the photos on their sites now? Yeah, I'm not going to claim to be an expert in any of this, but there is some concern that some of the websites that we're familiar with, and I, I don't want to name any but you, because I don't know which ones, but mm. some of the websites that you've probably been accustomed to going to in order to get your free images. So I, I believe it's CC0, I think is the, um, is the mm. correct terminology there. The, the the licenses in the future might change. My understanding is that anything that you've already got, you're fine with. And again, this is an anecdotal understanding. Please do your own due diligence here. But there mm. is concern that in the future, the, they might change. And whilst I'm sure they'll make it entirely obvious what the new licensing terms are, it may just be that because you're accustomed to going to that site and not bothering to read the terms, because you know that the terms up until now have been completely free you've you've had there's been no nothing incumbent upon you to you know you don't have to mention the name of the author or anything yeah. then that might trip you up and and so automatic actually have launched a project to to sort of save your bacon which is really nice it's called openverse 
you know, yeah. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but if you just Google Openverse, you'll get to make.wordpress.org forward slash Openverse, and you can see that they're, they've, they're going to begin this project to, to, make, to make it so that anything that you search for in Openverse will be guaranteed to, to not have any of the, uh, the, the, the legal requirements that you might, you might want to avoid. Yeah, I mean, if they're sticking with the Creative Commons license, which is, you know, it's left copy, isn't it? Or, or copy left, rather. Copy left, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like um, left copy, though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but I, you know, really all you've got in that, uh, they are free to use, aren't they? It's just whether it needs, uh, you need to attribute the... Attribution, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, so I don't, I, yeah, I hope that doesn't go away. I mean, that's the scary thing. I mean, one thing when you, you look through the stuff. I mean, there's so much there. I keep finding lots of different libraries. And we know about Font Awesome as a, a kind of font icon library that's free to use as well with the commercial side to it as well. But there's lots more of those around as well. And now as we move to the SVG versions of those, there's even more of those <laughs> just appearing almost daily. I see those when I need them. Yeah, it is incredible, especially on the image side of things. Well, actually just on tech you know, CSS generation tools and what have you. And, you know, tools that will create, that will show you how to do box shadows and what all of the appropriate CSS is for that. And, you know, the sliders mm. to make it blur more and all of that. Mm. The, um, there's, 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 a t there's one for everything. There's literally a tool for just about everything, which is why this 115.io website is so cool because <laughs> it kind of just puts it all, everything, into one handy spot. But I think you could you could more or less get away without even things like Photoshop these days because there's some really capable stuff on the line. Well, I mean, that was another one of the resources that stood out for me, and that was Peter Ingersoll told me about this one. Never seen it before. Photo P, uh, all one word, as in P. E A P and, uh, and it literally looks like Photoshop to me. I haven't been in Photoshop for some time, Whoa. but it's just it's online and it's there. It's all it's got is a bit of advertising on the right hand side. And, I've just uh, loaded it up for the first yeah. time. I didn't click on the link. Boy, oh. wow! <laughs> and it can do things like masks and cropping and magic tool and you know the the magic tool that you got in Photoshop. Yeah, good great. I mean, I can't say that I played with it, but. Um, the day was coming when this was going to be the case. So what? You just go to photop.com and that's it. It's there. That's the tool. That's not a that's photo. That's the actual tool. Yeah, I know. Good <laughs> grief. That it didn't even take any time to load. I, I know. That was, that's the thing, isn't it? If you, if you actually do load up Photoshop, you've got a bit of a weight. It puts you off. There are it, so, there are yeah. some caveats here. That I've just uh, looked, there's an account button at the top, but it, honestly, I, I think you might be fine here. Um, the free version has all the features, no ads. It, sorry, has ads, and you mentioned that they were sort of fairly un, unobtrusive. But mm. you've got um, a history of only thirty steps. So if you wanted to undo uh. things, it looks like you're going to have to you're going to have to catch it before your thirtieth step. I think for most yeah. people, that'd probably be all right. And that's in the free tier. But if you want to go to premium, which mm. is paid for, then you get no ads. So they remove the ads and you get 60 steps. There isn't an infinite regression there. But 60 is a lot, isn't it? You'd hope mm. you'd discover before the 60th step that you made a mistake. And it's $9 a month. Oh, wow. Check this out. This is cool pricing. $9 a month. Or ten, so they or ten dollars for three months, 
So they increase it by $1 for the extra month or $40 for a year. Mm-hmm. So the the jump between 9 and $10 is really quite generous. $1 extra for two more months. Um, yeah. And that's for a single user, and then you can pay more for site licenses. But there it is. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just don't know where to start with those because there are so many other tools, ones that we use. I think free Pixteller as well allows you to do quite a lot. Um, that's one we both use, isn't it? Yeah, I like uh, that. It does everything that I need. It's not as capable as this photo no. key, for sure. No. But it's um, it's got everything that I need. The, the only problem is it can't do things like you can't erase bits from current images. You just mm. have to, if you want to make a bit become erased, you either have to put something over it or go to Photoshop and fiddle with it over there. But it's still, it's perfectly capable for things like blog post um, thumbnails and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> and there's a whole area I haven't looked into. I mean, another standout one for me was one uh, brain, uh, Jane Brenniker. Uh, on this one, where it was a uh, Miller note, and I've never seen this one before. I think it's pronounced Milan note. You know, like Milan, the, uh, uh, the city. I think it's, uh, uh, but I could be wrong. Maybe it is Milan note. But I've heard, I've heard really great things about this. Loads of people seem to be. It, it, I don't know. It's just got that sort of social buzz about it. I've never ever used it because uh, I'm entirely happy with Evernote, which is what I use. Um, but I, I believe it does all sorts of you can present it in fun ways you know there's there's ways of sort of presenting it in tables kanban boards and all of that kind of stuff but i've never used it but it's very yeah. very popular um yeah i mean yeah. somebody's review says about it being kind of the evernote for creatives but i think mm -hmm. you know it's for your i think it's designed for organizing your projects isn't it for, for your bills so i mean well, i really it, need to look into this yeah it's like an artboard table you can just sort of mm. present you can lay anything down in any configuration it would seem so you know whereas evernote is you you put one thing on top of another you know text follows image follows text follows pdf follows whatever it's just it's just a way of chucking information in this appears to be much more here's a here's a board and you can present those different boards in different ways and it look it does look really nice but i've never used it actually speaking of evernote they've gone through quite a nice overhaul recently where they've they've really fiddled with the ui for the mobile and the desktop and you can now sync things like your google calendars will sync to it and so on and they've also introduced tasks into it and it's a really capable repository for tasks now so you can set tasks and a bit like in Google Calendar, you can set multiple notifications and reminders and all of that kind of stuff. So whilst Milanote looks like an, a nice alternative, I, I think I'm too embedded into Evernote now. I've got too much stuff in there, yeah. too much history, <clears throat> and I'm not really that bothered about, um, about presenting it in a fun way. It's only me that's looking at it. So I just need it to be like a Google Doc, essentially, which is what it feels a bit like. Yeah, I was. I can't even remember the name of this. Um, another one of those um, platforms where you can lay out your artboards if you like, and actually put in you know all your pages of your website. I forgot what it's called. We've mentioned it before. Hmm. That was so annoying. But I, uh, only today, I think it was due to an email. I went to their site and I realised they've got a whole community again where they're giving away loads and loads of artwork, particularly kind of icons, SVGs, those kind of things. And I just think. Everywhere you go now, you can kind of get the resources you need, fonts, I mean, color palette schemes as well, plenty it, of tools that do Krello? that. Was it Crello? Was that the one? No, no but that's, that's one it. of them. Obviously, there's Canva yeah. that's well known for those kind of 
they, they, I, I guess they were targeted at the people who needed artwork for their social media, wasn't they? People like Canva and yeah. Crello, and they've kind of grown beyond that because they're very useful for also for print runs as well. But no, I, it was one I forgot what so annoying. Figma. Is it Figma? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've used that in collaboration with other people. I don't have a license, but I've seen what it can do. It's a really great bit of software. Yeah, and it's it's kind of basic stuff is free on it. So I was only in there only today just by kind of accident. I realized that I didn't know this before, that they've got this kind of community stuff where people share stuff. So you can just bring those into your projects and they're free to use. And I just think... I think just everywhere you go, there's got, it's overwhelming now, I think. <laughs> there's, a, there's another tool that I've used um, called Whimsical. I don't know if you've come across this. Oh, uh, Whimsical is more of a kind of like wireframing kind of tool mm. where you just, let's say you're building a, a website and you want to chart the customer journey. It's that kind of thing. You know, you can just put a basic ton of things on so you can put here's what here's where the form would be and this is what happens you know we'll link to over here and you can draw lines and make all of those kind of connections yeah it's quite good i got that one from paul lacy who uses it we and i've used it over on the uh, the podcast the plus side of things just to thrash out some ideas and yeah. um it's really good it's really good and again free really nice free tier that will give you more or less everything that you want i would have imagined Oh, if yeah. you were, if you <clears throat> excuse me, if you were just doing one project at a time, if you were trying to run an, as an agency, you'd probably need to pay up because you, you, you'd run out of the limitations pretty quickly. Mm, yeah, and uh, there's also, I mean, amongst the things that people presented to us, I mean, I guess there's a whole other range of free tools, the code generators out there, and working oh. examples. I mean, code. I'm in CodePen quite a lot, and the, my go-to is always W3 Schools, which has become such a brilliant resource these days because you've got a working example of kind of code you might want. Yep. So if you if you need to make some accordions or tabs or something for your website, even if you've got a page builder and you just want a really lightweight version of it, you can you can find something. And only the other day in one of the groups that I kind of run for Beaver Builder, someone was asking, how do I get a, a magnifying glass that will, you know, uh, magnify an image underneath, but I don't want to put an extra image on top. And there it was in W3 schools, you know, just the code you needed working yeah. example. Brilliant. Yeah, those sites are absolutely fabulous, aren't they? You know, it, it explains what it is that you're trying to achieve. It has the code on the well, the left typically, and the output yeah. on the right, and you know, you can instantly see what it'll look like if you alter anything. Yeah, it's really remarkable. It's just mm. magical that that stuff is not only that it works, but it's completely free. And also <laughs> because of the way the sites are set up, there's just this legacy of people solving problems typically that you might have yourself, like the one yeah. you've just described, and somebody's. Somebody's cracked that knot and left the code up for everybody to share. It's great. Exactly. And, and CodePen's been used to make some generators there as well. It's really handy um, with that. There's a, there's a tool that I bought um, quite recently. I think you did as well, Hoverify. Where oh, it's, loving uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Chrome extension, so you can kind of inspect. It's a, an all-in-one tool, so there's lots of things you can do. But one of the things on there is that you can take the code off the site and have it automatically go to CodePen. And I just think... Oh, I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, you can. You can just, yeah, one of the options when you're inspecting it. So you can grab, a, well, the whole page if you wanted, but you can, you know, just go and say, I don't know, you're working with a form and you just want to see how, how that form's working. You copy it over to CodePen and then you can start to play around with the CSS and anything else it's picked up. That's brilliant. absolutely brilliant. And that's just as, as an option. They have been updating Hoverify a lot. One of the mm. things that I like 
just really like about it is that there's a there's an option to just display everything on the site, every image on the site. Yes. So yes. you know, right down to the little tiny pixel that you didn't realize was even there. But literally every image is is there for you to grab. And, and any videos, I mean, obviously there's what is it called? C. What's the what's the technology? DRM. That's right. Um, okay, yeah. Digital rights management. I think obviously it it probably can't download stuff that you're not supposed to download. But I think if there's mm. video and the source code is the source is available, I think it'll even do that kind of stuff. It's literally remarkable. Unfortunately, I can't do it because I've just got a new computer and I haven't entered my license key. So I can't see what it's capable of at the moment because as soon as I try to launch it, it says, give me your license key first before it's useful. But it's, yeah. it's it, when I bought it, it was a really great deal. I don't know if it's still on the fairly cheap yeah. lifetime plan or no, no I don't know. Just but moved. Just have moved, they? So, yeah, to okay. uh, an annual license. But I mean, it's it's growing. Um, okay. One of the nice things I saw on it, which I've not been able to do with the normal inspector, it was an accident. I found it. It was you could actually grab hold of the uh, SVG or a path in an SVG. So if you actually wanted a shape. Because here's, uh, I'll talk about that later, actually, because one of the things I'm absolutely useless with is a Bezier pen or tool or whatever. I cannot work those. So if someone's got a shape I'm looking for and I can grab it. Oh, yeah, I see it. I oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Oh, that's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they're getting a bit of promotion here. But yeah, I just... Honestly, we thought this was going to be a short episode. And here we are going every <laughs> single tool that we mentioned. We're just describing it in great detail. We should, uh, yeah. we should hurry up. So yeah, uh, go on. Sorry, carry on. We're still on code generators, but there's more to say. Well, I was just going to say about CodePen has been very useful as generators themselves. I mean, I've been using that to convert uh, SVGs into, well, there's a conversion there for almost everything. So into uh, Base64, so that makes them really fast. Or you can turn pings into that and also data URLs, really getting into that sort of stuff. So CodePen isn't just the examples that I thought it once was. It's now turned into a place where you can get loads of generators as well. So you're able to turn like a PNG, a ping, as you say, into mm. into an SVG, and, and it does a pretty good job, does it? Yeah, oh, more with a, a ping like that, it would turn it'd probably be more useful to turn that into a base 64, so you could use it. It's very yep. good for quick loading background images, should you want to do it. It's more code than you would have in terms of your, you know what's going in your CSS file, but it'll yep. load very quickly. But yeah, anyway. yeah. No, that's, that's right. No, that's good. Mm. That's really useful. Um, you've also got generatewp.com, which I confess I've come across but not really used before, but I am beguiled by the amount in there. Yeah, I really haven't explored it as much as I should. I did a video ages back because I used that to make my own custom post type plugin. And I couldn't have done it without that because it just, you know, I just put in what I wanted to be called and what the menu items need to be called. And it does all of that stuff. And I just grab it from there. Right, right. In a plug in. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and so it can do, so if you go to generatewp.com, all as mm. one word, it can basically build with a, with a UI. You point and click and tell it what you want to be in the, let's say, query. And it will design that for you. So it's got a short code generator, a post type mm. generator, a meta box generator, which is actually, they say premium. I don't know what that means. There must be a, a tariff for that. Um, taxonomy generator and a post status generator. But the, the mm. one of interest to me there is the, like the, the one that everybody would understand is the post type generator. Yeah. You essentially click boxes and tell it, okay, I want it to have this, this capability and this capability, but not this. 
and it just updates the code that you need to um, that you need to upload to your WordPress website, and it's right there in front of you. Great because you actually get to see what's going on as opposed to doing it through a plugin like Custom Post Types UI, which obviously does all this, but it's completely yeah. hidden in the background. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, there some other things that were mentioned. Uh, Davinda mentioned a couple of plugins as well. I mean, the, the amount of tools, small little plugins made by people who really don't make any money out of stuff that are there. I mean, he mentioned a couple. I'll just throw these in because there was there one that I didn't know that existed was an edit the author slug by Brandon Allen. And that just allows you. So if you wanted to change your slug as an author, so wpbuilds.com author forward slash Nathan Wrigley could easily become wpbuilds.com journalist if you wanted or anything else. I like the uh, I like the example on the wordpress.org repo for this and I think I should do this because it says, uh, well, I'll use example, wpbuilds.com forward slash ninja forward slash <laughs> Nathan Wrigley. Yeah, how about that? One finger typist. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's. That's just does one thing, but it does it well. Author probably probably does want to be changed. Actually, yeah, it's, yeah. that's cool. That's a nice little one. Yeah, and also he throws in another one which would be useful if you're trying to work with Gutenberg without any of the kind of add-on extensions. Though you know, you a simple CSS one by Tom Usborn of the Generate Press and Blocks fame. Um, that's a little plugin, although that's not been updated recently. But I guess it doesn't need to be. It's no, simple. it says it just, it, yeah, it's got the little nag warning that it says it hasn't been updated. But honestly, I'm sure it probably didn't need to be updated. And I think Tom's on top of all this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And it just allows you to make changes to your CSS, which is really nice. Yeah, puts a little meta box so you can put it in on your individual posts and pages, which is, yeah, because you yep. can't really easily do that. So, nope. yeah, so there's, well, I mean, you could go on endlessly, couldn't you, with all the kind of free stuff. Page builders, of course, themselves are a way of making us more efficient with WordPress. Mm hmm. And there was a whole bunch, a whole slew of people who kept throwing in ways to spin up a WordPress install for free. Ooh, okay. I yeah. I basically just use. I'm I'm really happy now with my with my local install. You know, the yeah. the the app for your Mac or Windows. I dare dare I say possibly Linux. I don't know. Um, I love that. I really like it. And if I want to just test something quickly, it takes five maybe 10 seconds to spin something up that yeah. could be an exaggeration maybe it's 20 but it's certainly in less time than it takes me to uh, type the name of the website it's basically ready to go you know yeah absolutely there's one other thing i'll just mention because we we really have to just skim over these don't we there was one other standout thing for me and i this i was gobsmacked by this one this was from diane uh Comentus, and it was something she said there's another one similar to it something called skip dns dot link that's the address for it and what it does is it allows you to preview a website that you've got before you sent uh, the DNS, the domain name to it. Go on. I, yeah, well, I don't, <laughs> the problem is I don't quite understand how it works, but I needed this only last week. I put a, What happened is I had a site, so the yeah. client hadn't changed the domain to us, and I wanted it to be ready when they did. So I had to, using Migrate Guru, another great tool um, for moving that, I moved it to the address, but I couldn't see it. 
I had to wait until they pointed their domain name at it because there wasn't a way for me to see what had moved. Okay. Because I changed all the database and everything, you know, so it's ready to receive this DNS. And I think what this does is it allows you to kind of do that. It allows you to kind of put in the domain that you want to see it through and it will preview that based on the domain that you want to show and your IP address for that I'm having so, a I'm having a thick moment, David. I don't understand. So if you if you'd uploaded this site, yeah, you knew what it looked like. I, I'm not following. <laughs> yeah, sure, I did, but I I have to assume that my my great guru, which it did, did the job properly. I just oh, like okay, to... okay, okay, got it, got yeah. it, got it. Make so sure I have to wait. Working right, right exactly. Right. I couldn't find a way of previewing with the tools I had. So what I can do is obviously on my side of things, I can say. You know, this is my server. I know its IP address, and this is the name I'm going to associate with this folder. But until the client had actually put that address on there, because I changed the database, I couldn't really see it. And I think this is what this tool will do. And that there's a couple. And I was gobsmacked by this because I just didn't know there were tools like this. Yeah, yeah, that seems like some sort of mystic voodoo that nobody knew existed. Yeah, that's great. So that's skip DNS dot link. Yeah, nice. cool. she says there's another one out there as well that does it, but she can't remember the name. So, yeah. <laughs> I think we only need one. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but that's a cool one. Um, she's also mentioning that she needs uptime monitoring and all of that kind of stuff. And I think you and I both hopped on an AppSumo deal a little while ago, didn't we? What's it called? Better yeah, Uptime, better I think. Uptime. Happy yeah, with that. Uptime Robot served as well for the free for before yeah. that. So, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Yep. stuff um yeah we need to skim over this do we want to just have a bit of a chat about um with these free resources is the kind of problems with it there's loads of problems aren't there really the mm. uh, the first one is when they go away and you faithfully go to that url and it's gone you think oh yeah bomb i have to go and find another one now um yeah but also you um you know the problem is that what if you basically just rely on all of these things? You go to this 115.io website, and as a result of yeah. it, you have no understanding of anything at any point ever. So you've basically yeah. become de-skilled. Or maybe that's empowering people. You don't need the skills. Somebody's bothered to build the stuff for you. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think... It- a lot of these, and particularly generators, they're the big thing that I get very excited about. Um, but I do find ultimately that I have to use those as a learning tool themselves. So then it's fine because it just speeds me up doing something. So if I wanted to change an SVG into a data URL, I know there's a format that is needed to change some of the characters in there. If a tool can do that for me quickly, that's fine. But yeah, there are some things where I think they could be de-skilling us yeah, um, I know what you mean. Well, here's a, here's a good example of where I literally don't want to know the skill. So I had to create an animated <laughs> GIF the other day, and basically it had like four logos in it, and each of those logos was going to come up onto the animated GIF, stay there for 10 seconds, fade away, and the next one would come on, and it would re- recycle yeah. all you know forever and ever and ever. That would just keep going. And there's no way I want to learn how to do that in... I don't even know if you can do that in things like Photoshop, but there's a website for that. You upload four images, tell how many seconds? 10. Do you want it to fade? Yes. Do you want it to keep going <laughs> infinitely? Yes. Download? Yes. Done. I don't want to learn yeah. that. That's so easy. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know there can be some downsides to this. So um, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Well, I was thinking about a tool that I use to make SVGs, which is free. Again, another resource, Inkscape, open source oh, yeah. project. You can yep. do it. But when you save those SVGs out, but this could be me, of course. It also saves a load of metadata you don't want. So unless you know that and you uploaded yep. this to a site, you end up with kind of you know heavy. You you defeated the object of turning things into SVGs often with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. There's probably a load of stuff that's brought along for the ride. But I mean, I, was I guess the same with your gifts. You yeah, know. yeah, I'm sure you're right. I am more or less. Yeah, there's probably some sort of ad buried in the metadata or something that I didn't <laughs> know about. Get your free animated gifts from animatedgifts.com. It's just there sitting on every site I've ever used. Maybe you're right. And we are de-skilled in that sense. But for me, very often, it's just the amount of time I could. It's like the teacher man to fish thing, isn't it? I could mm. teach myself to fish and then I wouldn't ever have to go and mess around with these websites and I'd know how to do it properly and do it correctly. But honestly, the amount of times that I do it in a year is probably one and mm. you know, maybe even none. It just so happens that I needed to do it. So learning the skill would actually probably have taken me a couple of hours, a few YouTube tutorial dead ends mm. that I watched and didn't actually help me. And so having the tool online for one specific purpose, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Let's all That's... get de-skilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, do, I seem to find that these tools are taking up much more of my time. I don't know if it's because I've started to research as I'm trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to up my skills in some ways or change my design skills so things look a little bit better, which is taking me into new territory, yeah. particularly with it kind of vector stuff, which I'm not very good at. But, I mean, there is <laughs> there is something about learning one skill well, isn't there? Um, and learning from the, the basics. Because we're strange people. We find these tools, and, you know, like that one, we could just lose whole days in it. And I'm sure other people who are skilled in something like a bricklayer, they're not going to spend that much time checking out all the different trowels there are out there. They just get on with doing Yes, that's a job. good analogy. But excuse me if you're a bricklayer i'm sorry if i'm about to say something i'm going to put my mouth my foot deeply in my mouth and embarrass myself but i'm guessing that once you've learned how to lay bricks you probably know how to lay bricks and the the whole building a wall thing doesn't really change much over time whereas ours is changing every year there's a new thing to learn and so yeah. being able to put some of it to one side and say to yourself, I don't need to be an expert in everything. I remember back probably 20 years ago when I was beginning my website building journey, you could basically know most of what you needed to know and be confident that you, that you knew it. Fast forward to today, mm. I know less than half of 1% of what I could know. You know, I could be learning um, all about React and Laravel mm. and JavaScript deeply and keep up with every trend in CSS and server technology and caching and all of these kind of things. Oh, and throw design and Photoshop and all of that into the mix. You, you just can't keep up with it. And so I guess, I guess it's good to be able to say to yourself, look, I'm going to concentrate on this thing over here. I'm going to get quite good at that. And everything else, that's the domain of tools. Yeah. You know that you're definitely a WordPress person and when you can't say JavaScript without saying the word deeply afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah, you say <laughs> JavaScript <laughs> deeply. And I thought, oh, yeah. no. I need, uh, I need Zach Gordon's hat now. 
Um, yeah, that, that's that. But it's true. You, we, we are in an industry where you'll give yourself a heart attack if you believe that you've got to keep up with everything. You, you cannot. You just cannot. Okay. There's nobody capable of doing that. And, and I guess work on the thing that you enjoy most and for everything else, find a tool. I was just thinking about me because uh, I mentioned that I'm useless. Me and Bezier tools don't go together. My brain doesn't work like that to be able to create my own shapes in a vector style. And I would be so much better if I could, even I just want simple blobs. So I would go to a blob maker and then I will find another blob maker that's online that will make this SVG. It would have probably been just so much better with the map tools I've been around to, to create these kind of patterns with SVGs and blobs just to have learned how to use the tool better. Yeah, I guess there comes a point where the amount of times that you've done it, there mm. must be a tipping point. And I don't know what that number is, but let's say if you find yourself doing the same thing three times or basically <laughs> the same thing, maybe it is time to put the tools to one side and say, look, it turns out this is something I'm doing a lot now. So in your case, making blobs, there you go. Who, who knew that making <laughs> blobs would be a thing? But you're making blobs a lot. And, and if you are doing that and yeah. every week you're doing it, then yes, I would totally agree. But if you're just doing it once in a while, I think using the tool. But the trick is finding the good tool, isn't it? It's finding the one and not wasting time on trying to find the perfect one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think that's where the time goes. And also, I mean, what does concern me with, uh, we mentioned, you alluded to it, how these people are going to keep surviving with all these free resources that keep putting on and no, nothing coming back because there's more free resources. And it does seem like we're maybe seeing the first signs of how that's happening. People are changing the, the deal down the line with images. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I suppose a lot of these tools, so for example, this 10, 15 one, you've got to mm. imagine that at some point he must be thinking there there is money to be made in this. You know, I'll, um, I, I could be completely wrong. Maybe he's philanthropic right through and through. Mm. But it, with a tool that's that good, it seems that there could be a, a premium layer and some of those bits and pieces could be, could be paywalled off some of those tools. Um, mm. But yeah, it is a problem if, if you rely on that one and it goes out of existence because the developer just gets fed up or goes on to other things, you're in a bit yeah. of bother. Okay, look, let's say you, you want to build a site with WordPress for free and you've got, you know, design skills aren't the best. Do you think there's all the, all the tools that would be out there to build a good website now without paying any money? Ooh, yes, but it would be awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the design thing, str straight off the bat, I think uh -huh. is uh, that's hard getting design right is really difficult so so long as you're happy with the website looking plain that's one thing yeah you could totally do that you could download uh, do you know what i'm being really unfair aren't i i'm, I'm just talking about myself there really because my design skills are, are that <laughs> of a cushion um but i think if you if you just wanted a site and you wanted something to be up there and available and you weren't too bothered, yes, I think you could do that. But as soon as you start to get into the design and the the the, the functionality of it, time is yeah. your best friend. If you're willing to spend time, you can achieve anything in WordPress, but you've got to spend the time if you want it to be free. Otherwise, you're going to pay. Yeah, exactly. I, Do you I think, think that? that? Are you sharing that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I think there's everything now. I mean, all the tools. I keep thinking about, you know, Photo P was another one to add to the things I could tell clients to do if they want to you know, sort out their images yeah. online for that, where before it was difficult 
uh, you know, not many years ago, there really wasn't anything out there and they would need to have a graphics program they installed on their computer. No longer the case. So, yeah, I think there's everything there. I think for me, in terms of all these generators, which are fantastic for the more developer side of things, you know, you know being able to create WordPress plugins with generators and things like that is really skillful stuff. But there's still some gaps, I feel, in in easy tools. There's no simple way for me to improve my website's performance at the moment yeah there are still areas which are walled off and the tools are available mm. but they're not they haven't trickled down to the free side of things yet and and probably because they're difficult to do and there's a high high barrier to understanding that so those few people that do understand like let's say caching and what have you really mm. really understand it and know what they're on about they um yeah. they're going to have to spend a significant amount of their week doing that hence they should get paid so they have a business in this case a yeah. plug-in business and they're selling a caching plugin and and they should be paid and the that's the great thing about wordpress there is a complete route to getting paid to for your expertise and the the knowledge that you bring but there's also the the option to just go the free route but you are going to have to cope with uh community support or studying yeah. by yourself or figuring things out via google but you can, yeah. I would imagine you could do almost anything. The thing is, I think technology shows that give it, give something enough time. If, yeah. if something is needed, it will become, in the end, available freely. But it might yeah. take years and years to get there. So the example that you, you just use, Photopea, which yeah. is a, you know, it does a lot of what Photoshop does. That's now free and mm. available online to anybody but it, it took time. It took years and years in this case, you know, maybe 20 years or so. But it comes around in the end. So all the difficult stuff now, which you have to pay for, I would imagine at some point there'll be a free solution. Problem is everything mm. will have moved on at that point. And, uh, <laughs> you'll have to, you'll be looking for another solution for another new problem, which doesn't exist yet. Do you know, I, I think performance is one where I think this is where technology kind of... So it's now easy for us to build our sites. So there's free page builders. We can get all the resources we want, but it can't necessarily speed up our performance. And there's some downsides of page builders that they tend to, including WordPress itself, output more than is absolutely required to deliver what is on that page. So you end up with performance issues. And it's going to be so interesting to see because you can see the hint of what may come up next, whether it will be solved. So there's too much stuff being outputted onto our pages. I've seen already with WP Rocket are experimenting with the stuff that Google's able to pick up on that this, this CSS is unused and it tells you and they're experimenting with automatically removing what isn't needed. It doesn't mm. work too well at the moment. So I'm, I'll be intrigued to see whether technology on something like that will make up for the shortfall. So you know, some of our bad practices for building websites are done for our convenience because there's easy tools that do it for us, page builders, whether technology then will take the place and then remove the downside of that, the too much bloat. Yeah, that, of course, probably we should wrap it up fairly soon, but that um, leads to the whole AI discussion as to whether a lot of, this, yeah. a lot of this stuff will be not not in the purview of a human at some point. You know, will we be able to create images which are, okay just by talking to some interface you know i want a picture of a of a cat in front of a bicycle and, yeah. and it, you know it just does it for you and i want my button to be 10 pixels to the right and it just does it for you and you know i just wonder if those kind of things also are going to impact and 
Uh, and, and of course, at that point, we'll have to stop making the podcast because there'll be no purpose because the only audience will be some kind of AI bot which don't, doesn't care anyway. <laughs> yeah. It'll this is AI. the bright future which we've got. <laughs> <laughs> AI making for AI. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I'm going to start the AI for AI podcast. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be a robot voice talking in in ones and zeros. <laughs> mm. I think that's it. That's going to be the new way because you've got all of these tools now, but you still have to use your skills to put it together. So if you want to start with a website and you, there's lots of tools out there and you want to get some brand identity that's consistent so it looks good, you've got the tools for the color schemes. You've got the tools to get all the images you want and the fonts. You just don't have a way to say, okay, I'm going for, my example was this rustic countryside feel that I want as my brand for my website. And it won't bring all those in together and say, these are the colors you want. These are the images you want, but not these ones. These are the fonts that will fit with that kind of branding. That's not there. Do you know what? I think that really is in the domain of AI in the not too distant future. I think if you said to it, um, I would like my website to be rustic looking, I'd like there to be yellows and uh, autumnal colors, whatever. I think I think in the near future, that kind of thing will be available and it will give you a palette, a yeah. selection of palettes and you just pick. Do you want the buttons to be this color or this color or this color? Okay, I'll go for that one. I really think this is coming around. Um, and and we just have to wait and see as with everything though the, yeah. the sort of the panic probably won't bear out the reality because there will still be it will still go wrong things won't work there will still be the need for something which doesn't look like it was created by ai and we, you know you want to stand out from the crowd and have something which has got some joie de vivre that only a designer can make that's the first time i've spoken in french on this podcast i'd like i'd like us all to acknowledge that <laughs> it was your raison d'etre at all yes get in we've both done it but there'll always be a, there'll always be work for us to do but it might not be the same work. We'll have to be adaptable. And there's no way that if AI can do that and speed things up, there's no way I'm not going to use it. Just be, that's be some kind of Luddite to say, I don't want to build sites in an easy and quick way. I want to go the hard way where I've got to do everything manually. No way. I'm going to cut every corner that's possible so long as the output's good. Yeah. I guess that, I mean, that's the thing with free resources though, isn't it? I think what will never, because it's always, we are creating for human beings and there is, I don't think, you know, AI can ever overtake us. So it can always produce something, it, it can simulate what we've already done. It can't create something new, you know, it's that, this, terrible, this... terrible comedy. Yeah, we we are. Yeah, we're not gonna get into the AI debate too much. But <laughs> I I'm not sure that that will that sentence will hold out for much longer. I think it will be be able to create artwork and it will be able to create music and it will do all of these things. And the reason I think that is because of some things that I've seen recently where it I've seen music or I should say I've listened to music created by AI and I've seen in inverted commas paintings created by AI. And they are unbelievably good in that I would not have known. You basically, they've passed the, not the Turing test, they've passed the Wrigley test. The barrier, <laughs> the, the barrier to that is considerably lower than the Turing test. But, um, but they, they were great and they were really, really authentically human looking. And I, I just don't think it's going to be that long. Um, so, you know, we're, what are we at now? We're in, we're in 2021. 
I'm predicting that by 2031, we're all run by robots, David. There's, there's no hope for us. <laughs> Humanity's coming to an end. The sky is falling. Oh, God. What a way to end this one. Actually, we didn't yeah. really talk. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be resourced. We didn't even get to touch on all the kind of wonderful resources, Facebook groups that we've got out there, blogs that are out there. You can learn anything you want, can't you, these days? Yeah. And talk yeah. to people, real people. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's, yeah. That, that is a big resource. It's a resource that I've relied on massively is yeah. is the, the sort of outsourcing of technology to things like Facebook groups in the hopes that there's people dwelling in those places that that are willing to help you out. I must admit, go, going back a long time ago, I was much more into things like Stack Overflow and mm. and what have you. I had I had different places that I'd go for this different thing. But more recently, Facebook seems to have taken the mantle on of all of that kind of stuff for me. I know that mm. things like Stack Overflow are still incredibly popular and Reddit and so on. Mm. Um, I'm trying to step away from the whole Facebook thing, though. So maybe those maybe those domains will become more important to me in the future i don't know i think it has a downside because you become lazy if you're in a group you go and join a group that you you expect that they're experts there they seem nice people and you ask them you know kind of the shortcut way to what you want to learn what's the best whatever for this and uh, i don't know if you always get the best results from that kind of dialogue really you kind Mm. of uh, you know the old days where you might needed to do your own research and stuff rather than just take the kind of popular viewing groups where they kind of become their own echo chamber so there is a downside i think to that resource well it is amazing though i mean because we work on the internet the internet mm. itself provides us with the answers for so many things and i think sometimes i forget how utterly remarkable the internet is <laughs> remember yeah. as a kid if i wanted to when I was a child, there was this competition on the television, and you had to you had to identify a butterfly. That that was there was about nine different things that you had to do. One of the questions was you had to write the name of this butterfly. So they showed it on the screen, and they encouraged you to take a photo, you know, which you would then get developed um, of the butterfly, so that you could remember it. Because obviously, the minute it went off the screen, we didn't have a video recorder or anything like that. You would forget what it looked like. So I did that. I went and got a camera, took a picture of the screen, waited a week. It got printed. <laughs> it got sent back through the post. I had the thing. I had to go to the library. Then, you know, I really wanted to win this thing, by the way. I, I didn't, <laughs> sadly. Um, and and I went through encyclopedias just looking for one that matched. And I, I think I got the right one, but it took me days and days of endeavor. Now yeah. that would take one second yeah. um, to, to figure out. You know, you, I, I'm, I know there's a tool on Google where you can say, show me a photo which is just like this one. And it will yeah. do it and it will figure it all out. And so the whole getting on my bike, going to the library, flicking through pages of stuff that is irrelevant, all of that, has been taken yeah. out of our lives. And sometimes I think we forget what an amazing resource the internet is. And when you put the humans into that, so in Facebook or Reddit or wherever, mm. it is truly breathtaking what's at our disposal. And we we just we just don't realize how amazing it is. Well, we, we do, but we forget and become blasé about it, you know. You've saved it. You've ended on the positive. There you go. I've totally nailed it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, death comes to us all, David. We'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, I think we probably better end it. I'm really looking forward to this next series. I'm I'm keen now to get to the oh, end of well, this series. Oh, well, we've got a few, yeah. few letters of the alphabet to do. Yeah, we should yes. probably just we'll just pretend that anything <laughs> after after this letter, you know, everything after R doesn't exist, and we'll just get on with the next one. No, it's good. Oh. I'm glad that you're excited, but that's a few weeks away. So next up, we're doing um, mm, S, S, and we reckon it. that'll be for SEO. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. which we know nothing about. But anyway, no, we'll, do well that's fine. We know nothing about any of it, so it's perfect. All right, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay, no. Cheers. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Always fun chatting to David Wormsley about these things. And honestly, I'm quite amazed at the amount of resources that we need or we could use or we've come across in the past to build our WordPress websites. As I said at the beginning, if we've missed anything out or if you think that there's something that we ought to have included, please drop a comment. Go to wpbuilds.com, search for episode 244, stick a comment there, or go to the Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, and perhaps leave something there. We would most appreciate anything that we have missed out. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. You can use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. That could be buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. So why not check it out? Get a free demo, absplittest.com. Okay, we will be back next week, but because it was a discussion with David this week, next week, of course, will be an interview. I can't tell you what that is yet, but hopefully you'll join us and enjoy that episode. Also, come back on Monday, our This Week in WordPress show, where we sum up the weekly WordPress news. We do that live every Monday, 2 p.m. UK time, wpbills.com forward slash live, or you could just get it on a Tuesday. It will come through your inbox if you subscribe over at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. That's all I've got for you this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.